and Romans chapter 15, verse 6, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. One mind and one mouth. The verse before it says, Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus. In fact, this whole chapter seems to touch on the topic of Christian unity quite a bit. Unity in the New Testament is spoken of uh, with a very high premium. And uh, this chapter is no exception. In fact, even at the very end of this chapter in verse 30, Paul makes an appeal. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. It's a wonderful admonition given to God's people to strive together. But you'll notice that word together. There's a very strong emphasis on unity, one mind, one mouth. I would like to think about that phrase, one mind and one mouth, as it pertains to our corporate praying. One mind and one mouth. What that means, and practically, maybe even what it doesn't mean. But I also like to head over to Matthew 18 for the context of what this means in prayer. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, we all know it well. But I want to put a very strong emphasis on unity. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, And again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree... On earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. I believe the operative word there is agree. I don't think that the actual number of people matters, whether it's two or two hundred. I think that the the word that matters is agreement. And even Jonathan Edwards in his book, um, An Humble Attempt, he put a big emphasis on that word agreement and unity in prayer. The New York City noonday prayer meetings were often called the union prayer meetings because there was such an unusual and natural sense of unity found among the people that prayed together. Unity, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. That's an extraordinary promise. It's it's a very mysterious one because God ultimately is sovereign and he does whatsoever he pleases and we don't put God in a box. But... It's a promise nevertheless. Mysterious, 
yes, but powerful. And, I, and again, I would put stress and emphasis on the word agreement. When we come to pray together in any corporate setting, whether it's here or whether it's in our local churches, there needs to be agreement and prayer. Now, that does not mean that we agree with everything that is said in prayer or that we agree with everything that another brother believes or another sister believes. But there needs to be agreement in prayer. And this is why we have sought, and at least in th- these prayer meetings, to limit the scope and the focus of our praying to those things that we can agree on. You know, there are things that you can be praying for in other contexts with other believers <clears throat> that can go far beyond the scope of what we are assembled here today. You know, we we don't get into all of the, the various particulars uh, of our society, the particulars of our society, because there can be disagreement among good people, godly people of those things. And so in a setting like this where we don't really know where everybody stands on everything, um, we... we we have somebody praying very strongly for something and then and then another brother a good brother is cannot cannot agree with that position but we can agree on the glory of god and we can agree on the outpouring of the spirit which is again why jonathan edwards put forward his proposal the way he did because even though the church of christ is very diverse <clears throat> in its convictions there are some things that we can agree on and that we should be praying towards. So some practical applications, really. When we're talking about unity in prayer, just some three things that I wrote down here. What does this mean practically? These are very practical, and sorry to insult your intelligence. And really, this is not in any way to criticize uh, our group here at all. I don't believe we, we are at fault in any of this, but I just put these down anyway for our practical encouragement. What does it mean to agree in prayer or to pray with one mind and one mouth? Well, it means that we don't pray against each other. That's obvious. We don't pray against each other. Sometimes, though, I think that maybe we've encountered this from time to time. You can actually have somebody using the platform of prayer, remarkably, to pray against another believer that's within earshot. That's a reprehensible thing to do. But I think that happens from time to time, and perhaps even unknowingly, unknowingly in the sense that they're not consciously trying to do it, they just, or maybe they are consciously trying to do it, I'm not sure, but certainly what what it means when we're praying in agreement, one with another, with one mind and one voice, we're not praying against one another so that we use the platform of prayer to 
speak against a brother. Second thing is we don't pray <clears throat> not only against one another, but we don't pray in resentment uh, with one another. Again, sometimes we can be in, a, in an environment of prayer where it's not so much that we're specifically targeting an individual in our praying or thinking about an individual in our praying, but there could be a spirit of resentment generally towards individuals or uh, various peoples, and that could be fueling our praying. And uh, we don't want to be praying with that kind of a spirit, I trust. And the third thing I would say is not only do we not want to be praying against one another, because that's certainly not in agreement with one another, and we don't want to be praying with resentment in our hearts, but I would say we don't even want to be praying in isolation from one another. Now, what I mean by that is when we're in a corporate prayer meeting setting, when we talk about praying with one mind and one voice, it means just that. We're not praying in isolation from one another. We're not just waiting for our turn to pray and completely uh, isolated from the person before us, the person after us, or, or everything that's been happening all that hour. We're not just there to pray in isolation. We're praying with one mind and with one voice. And, you know, I think that this is probably more of what we're, we tend to be guilty of and I would just encourage us that when we're in a corporate prayer meeting setting, again, wherever that is, especially in your local church, my encouragement, a very practical, very practical encouragement would be to be paying attention to the prayers that are going up and to all that's happening in that prayer time and taking those things on board even in your own prayer. Very practical, right? So that the... The brother or sister that prays right before you, or a couple of, of people before you, you take one or two things that they mention in prayer, and you, you pray for that as well. Remember, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, there is some, some incredible power locked into that verse there. And maybe we're just not tapping into the full extent of it because we're not really, even though there's a group of us here, we're not really, two of us, agreeing. Now again, I actually think that we're doing a very um, admirable job here. But I just would encourage us to not be praying in isolation. Just so many individuals just waiting for our turn to pray in a local church prayer meeting, we're paying attention to all that is being prayed. There are some things that we cannot agree with or that frustrate us about a brother or something. Look, don't, don't focus on that. 
find common ground. Find things that you can agree with in their prayer. And latch on to those things. Don't let those other things that you don't agree with bother you or weigh you down or discourage you or cause resentment. No, no, no. Latch on to those things that you can agree on. And let's then pray in this fashion. I think Rick mentioned this um, a long, long time ago. The idea of prayer being like a chain, uh, a, a, a continuous prayer. It's like one giant prayer in a prayer meeting like this. It's not so many individuals. It's actually one giant prayer that's being offered up to God. And that's the idea. One mind and one voice. 